2: All right, everyone. We're back again with the next episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. Today, we're joined by Forever Blue Shirts writer, Natalina Focarelli. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the story consuming all of Rangers Twitter recently, the disgruntled star of the Sabres, Jack Eichel. So, how are you doing, Natalina?
0: I'm doing well. I'm excited for tonight's game against the Devils. Um, how are you guys doing? Yeah,
1: we're doing good. Um, sad to see Kako is not going to be in the lineup again tonight, but <laughs> hopefully maybe by the end of the week um
0: what's going on with him I mean I mean we know but I guess he just has a couple more protocols to pass so
1: right exactly um so we just kind of Um, want to start off ask you a couple questions about like how you got into hockey um how you started working for forever blue shoots and stuff like that so um so how did your love for the Rangers start
0: um I guess you know with my dad he just he kind of just picked the Rangers when he was younger and then he you know raised my whole family to be that way I'm a 1994 baby so I was like two months old when they won the cup Um, so I take credit for that kind of but um, no but yeah I just I grew up that way you know Um, like that 10-year run you know when we were in the playoffs all the time just like being invested in that and um, going to the cup and just deep in the playoffs all the time and it just you know with this new group coming in it's kind of the first time I'm seeing a rebuild from like the ground up um so it's just been really exciting and and just with Forever Blue Shirts um the boss over there Anthony he had it's been over a year now so I guess October of 2019 um I had just reached out to them um my brother knows that I love to write and obviously is a big Rangers fan too so he was kind of just like you should try it and see what happens and then Ever since then, it kind of just snowballed into like a couple different opportunities, like with MSG Networks, and just you know, connecting with a bunch of Rangers fans on Twitter and stuff. So it's been pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that's a that's great. I'm glad that you're uh, that you like doing that. Kriarakos, actually, uh, when we first started this, uh, the Boys in Blue or in Ice Cold Takes podcast, uh, he like texted me, and he's like, "Yo, do you want to like start a Rangers?" Uh, rangers blog because he knew that i was a rangers fan and you go to the same college together and we actually have the same major and he was just like do you want to do this i'm like yes i was gonna ask you this too this is great let's do this <laughs> and here we are 31 episodes in that's,
0: that's right? awesome yeah. strong
2: on instagram <laughs> plus rangers twitter is awesome uh it's just so funny seeing all the all the different personalities and people on there funny memes and stuff
0: Uh, it's funny it's pretty interesting on there rangers twitter can get pretty interesting (laughs) Yeah,
1: she said interesting that's one word to describe it yeah
0: (laughs) it's like when the highs are high that they're you know they're we're it's we're going to the cup we're the best team in the world you know we we're going on a three-year cup run you know and then when it's low it's just trade everybody fire everybody we're done I'm never watching again and then it's like 7 p.m on a Thursday and you're like everybody get back there we go all over, <laughs> all over again so you can't say we're not loyal I guess
2: right. <laughs> you, you gotta love those uh I'm ready to get hurt again memes
0: oh my favorite yeah from the office 100% <laughs> I go to those are, those are good
2: those are good ones <laughs> all right so I'm ready to move into this Jack Eichel discussion what about your curiosity? let's you have do it
0: ones? um well I think well, first of all, I love like the trolling of the Sabres fans, like on Twitter, because they just take it so seriously. And just, and you know, some of the things that they say, I'm just like, it m- blows my mind. They're like, okay, like give us Kako. I'm like, no, they're like, okay, give us, you know, Fox. I'm like, N- absolutely not. And um, you know, like, again, I'm not a GM. You would think, you know, there's a lot of GMs, you know, in the fan base and everyone wants to get involved. And I, I don't think there's a ideal package to give, you know, to the Sabres, but I guess I would say with confidence what I would not do. Um, and that is, you know, if they ask for Fox, Miller, Kako, Lafreniere, or Shusterkin, I mean, obviously Panarin's a given too. Um, I would just walk. Um, any of those I think are just the untouchables. Um, of course you would hate to see guys like Hedl and Krabs off go anywhere. And, you know, we have a lot of guys, young guys coming up, but I just think, It's not really worth it to me. I would kind of go, and I mean, and I like to troll the Sabres fans too. I'm like, Jack Eichel's gonna look so good in that, you know, that Rangers jersey. He's (laughs) he's sitting in the penalty box at MSG, just taking it all in and, you know, those kind of things. And when it comes down to it, um, I really think the Rangers have the leverage here. Um, I know the boss man over at Forever Blue Shirts, he just put out a really good article today, kind of just to get everybody to maybe just see it a little bit more realistically that, you know, the Sabres don't really have much pool in this like they have the disgruntled star but that's kind of all that they have um and the Rangers kind of have more of a say and he talks about that more in his article but um I would kind of go for a guy maybe like Barkov I think you know with him being a UFA next season in 2022 they could be looking to trade him um to get something for him um so maybe a guy like him and again um we got some centers right now. I know it's not in the most ideal situation. I know, you know, we clearly need more goal scoring, but the Rangers aren't winning the cup in 20, you know, in 2022. That's not, at least that's not their goal. So, you know, bringing in a guy like Eichel, of course, he's, you know, a franchise changing player. I think he would take on the pressures of Broadway, the same way that Panarin did. Like it it hasn't seemed to phase him. If anything, he's just gotten better. Um, And I could see Eichel being on the Rangers, but I just think with that $10 million cap hit, it's going to be going to be hard and i don't think that the rangers are ready to sell you know their whole farm system to get him
2: they definitely have enough pieces to to move without taking a big hit like they could move like a robertson or schneider and they'd still be fine like because they still have lundquist and uh fox and then all and miller too they have guys like hayek and recall too that might not make the team that they could offer up Buffalo, they need to realize that that trading Eichel is not going to fix their ineptitude. They're a terrible organization. They don't know how to develop their players. It, it, they've gone through, I don't know how many GMs and coaches over the past 10 years since they last made the playoffs, but they just can't function as a, as a franchise. They're worse than the Oilers. And that's saying something because McDavid is going to be stuck in perpetual hell. Like, he... I don't know how that guy is going gonna, is gonna to survive there. But, you know, Eichel, he's already got his money, but he wants to win. I don't know how the Rangers would be able to fit $10 million plus Panarin's $11 million and Truva's $8 million under the cap. I, I don't know how that's going to happen. But I know that they have the assets to trade for it.
1: One thing I want to say is, like, I I agree to your point that, like, the Rangers and all the other teams in the NHL have the leverage in this situation um, because, like – you, you look at the teams that can afford him, first of all, and there's not many. Then you look at the teams that have the assets to give up for him and it lowers that even more. The Kings are not going to trade Byfield. The Ducks are not going to trade Zegris. Rangers are not trading Lafreniere or Kako. Like it, it, that's just how it's going to go. And, and like you said, if, if they ask for that, like it's so easy. You could, you're just walking. Like that's how it is. And I think every single NHL team knows that and understands that. And if they want those big pieces, they're just not going to get them. <laughs> so I think that in, in that way, I think we can um, end up giving a little bit less than he actually might be valued at, which would be a big plus. But again, you guys bring up that cap situation, which having a guy $10 million and having uh, Panarin already locked down $11 million and Truba on the blue line, another $8 million, That's what, 28, 29 million yeah, three players? Kreider too, yeah. Like, it, it, that's, a, that's a very top-heavy squad. And, um, I mean, sometimes it works. Don't get me wrong. But um, especially with the guys that we have coming off their uh, entry-level contracts and stuff like that, um, we got a lot of free agents this this uh, offseason. So, I mean, this might be a trade that happens a little bit later than people expect, not before the trade deadline. Maybe it's something that stirs up in the offseason. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts in this.
2: Yeah, that article that, that uh, Anthony wrote was I, – I read that. That was a very good article. He was saying that, you know, it's going to take place in the summer. It's not – its he thinks that it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I think, you know – Eichel it would I I, and I was saying before I was like Eichel to the Rangers would be so good for the NHL like it would be because you're getting you know like we said McDavid he's stuck you know with the Oilers people don't barely know his name outside of the NHL and I'm like I'm like it's McDavid like how do you not know like he's you know he's our current like Gretzky like how don't you know him you know and he you know because he's stuck with you know with the Oilers and even though he has sidle and they're unbelievable and they just put up points like you know, ridiculously, it's still kind of, you know, where they are as a franchise, unfortunately. And of course having Eichel, you know, play for the Rangers, play with Panarin, play with this team that has the youngest team in the league and they're, you know, considerably getting better as the, as the years go on, it would just be, you know, I think great for the NHL. And I think again, like I said, he's having a rough year, you know, he's having a rough year right now. he's, he's clearly allowing, you know, the outside Things that are going on and his unhappiness to, to affect his game, so a change of scenery I think is inevitable. You know, no matter where he ends up, but I do think with the bright lights in New York and playing on Broadway, I just think you know with the pa- with the star power that we already have, I feel like in an ideal cap free world, of course I think it would be a no brainer at least for the Rangers to try to go get him. Of course, but. You know, with that cap, I always, I always think sometimes I'm like, if there was just no cap, like every star I feel like would want to, you know, play in New York, they'd want to play at Madison square garden and play for the Rangers. They would just build the super team, but I guess you can only dream.
2: <laughs> Buffalo's got, they already have a lot of pieces like in place. They, a lot of people forget Sam Reinhardt was the second overall pick in 2014. And then the following year they got the second overall pick again. And of course they picked Eichel. We have Darlene, who's the first overall pick, Rasmus Ristolainen, and he's really good. Dylan Cousins, Casey Middlestat. I don't know what's up with him. I know he was very highly touted when he was drafted. Kiriakos really liked him. Jack Quinn, they just drafted. They got Tage Thompson from the Blues and the O'Reilly deal, which was a disaster. Uh, Victor Olson's a really nice uh, piece. He's also on my fantasy team, and he's doing work for me. Uh, Henry Yokeharju, they just traded. They traded for uh, Nylander for him. And then they just drafted some defenseman, Ryan Johnson, pretty generic name, thirty-first overall two thousand nineteen. He's a defenseman. They have a lot of names on that on that squad. It could be really balanced. They they gotta realize that they're not getting the guy in the Eichel trade because you know they had the guy, Eichel, and look what happened. They they didn't go to the playoffs at all. So to think that you're gonna get the guy back is you know, that's not it's not right. You're not gonna do that. You you gotta build a team. Uh, someone in the in the ownership, the upper upper management's got to realize that, and you know, pull the trigger, and uh, I guess get a good package, good enough package back for Iguod. Whether it's at the, before the trade deadline or in the off season.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of teams in the NHL can learn, you know, a lot from the Rangers. Of course, they've had their fair share of you know trades or signings yeah, that didn't work out. Every organization does, and there's some fans that will never let you forget that, but if you really look at the rebuild that they put together, I, I mean, I tweeted it once before, just, I think it was just after we got that first overall pick, even though we didn't do anything for it besides, you know, losing the first round in that bubble, but like our, our patience and the way that they're building this team, you're not going to give up a guy like Fox, who's going to literally be your number one defenseman for years and years to come, you're not going to give up even a guy like Miller, who's going to be one of your top defensemen for years and years to come. Lafrenier is going to be one of your, your stars for years and years to come. You're not going to give that up for, you know, that immediate superstar. It's not 1994. We're not making a cup run. It's not like, you know, trade for everybody, get the big names, get the big guys. And just, you know, this is our year type of thing, you know? So it's not, if they get him, they get him. I'm sure there's going to be fans that are upset because of course it's exciting when you sign a guy with a big name. And of course, you know, with Panarin, it was like the big signing that worked out for us. And it's, it's, you know, we're going to reap the benefits of it for years and years to come, but I just feel like teams could really learn from the Rangers and learn from their rebuild. Yeah. They got a little lucky here and there with the draft, but I mean, it's about time. So I think they're doing a good job.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I, I, I like what you said there, there really isn't any urgency to want to go out and get that player. And, I want to I want to talk about the rebuild a little bit because I think I've I've never seen a rebuild like this ever in any in any sport. And the thing is, me and Joey talk about this all the time. Like the teams that go out there and tank on purpose or or have like that kind of losing mentality in their organization never win the lottery, and it it just doesn't work like that. Teams like like Detroit, look like they barely got like twenty wins last year and they got fourth overall. Like you you're not going to get rewarded for that, and it's just going to be perpetual like disasters after disasters and i think the rangers have a really good mentality in their games too is like they go into those games knowing they're the youngest in the league but they also go into those games wanting to win and wanting to make the playoffs and when you have that mentality when you have that winning mentality like fostered with that young group it's it's fantastic and i think that's the biggest reason why we've been so successful with our rebuild i mean yeah we've gotten lucky. We had that uh, the badge of uh, McDonald's with us last two years. I got us through. So uh, hopefully next year we'll get a little bit more luck too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's of course, you know, it's interesting because then you sign guys like Panarin and Truba and then it puts a little, it just puts a little bit of pressure. It's kind of like, well, you can't wait too long to really, you know, pull the trigger, but it's just, and they, you know, yeah, they've gotten lucky, but they've also gotten, you know, rewarded in the sense that they built that winning culture just like we're gonna try to win no matter what you know we're not tanking it's not like you know you're young so this is acceptable it was like you got to step up or the next guy's gonna come in and he's gonna take your spot and you're gonna sit um and I feel like a guy like Miller like he's not supposed to be that good just yet and he's really that good like a guy like Fox you're like yeah yeah you know he wants to play for the Rangers that's so cute and sweet and then he comes out and he's like you know this changing player like you go and get Panarin and then you just you you don't even realize that you have a guy like Fox in your system and I think Buknevich is underrated I feel like he's you know gonna be if he's around he's gonna be a a key piece for us and then and then you just get guys like Blackwell and Rooney who like I'm just obsessed with I'm like are are you guys kidding me like I want a Blackwell on my team when I take the Rangers to the cup like, you need a Blackwell on the team. The Caps have those guys. The Bruins have those guys. All those teams that always make it deep. And you're like, who's that guy that just scored and, you know, and and eliminated the Penguins from the second round? And you're like, it's a, it's a guy that you don't even know his name. And you're right. like, it's not – it wasn't Ovechkin. It was, like, the, you know, the center on the third line. Because you need those guys day in and day out. And I feel like not only are they doing a good job of weeding out and kind of seeing where our main stars are going to be, but they're also – getting these guys that are really good role players. I feel like our, our bottom, you know, six for so long has been shaky or like what's going on, like Brendan Smith, what's going on, like what's happening. And now you're kind of seeing, like, if you just be patient with it, there are going to be guys that surprise you. And I feel like Blackwell and Rooney have been that for, for us this season.
2: We went from a fourth line last year of a defenseman and AHL forward at best, Michael Haley. And who was the other guy who who else? Oh, um, Greg McKegg or Lewis Anderson for a little bit. And now we've got a guy from Harvard, Colin Blackwell, Kevin Rooney, Julian Gauthier. you know, he's a fantastic role player. I can't say enough good things about DJ. I hope they re-sign him in the offseason. That was just a great signing to, by, by the Rangers. Yeah. works uh, well with a lot of with a lot of players. Go ahead.
1: Those those role players are what win you cups. I say that right now with the utmost confidence because, and and one thing I'm a little bit worried about now going into the rebuild is we have we have I think a little bit too talented player too many talented players that can't really play those bottom six minutes, and I don't think it's too big of a problem right now because we're not going for those runs right now as we've been saying, but. like, some, you, can't, you can't have a guy like Kako playing on your third line. You can't have a guy like Lafreniere playing on your third line. It just it, – it not only – like, this is beyond their development. It, it, do, it just doesn't help the team. Those guys aren't used to playing that type of game. And you need to have your top six ready. You need to have your guys set in. And your bottom six plays a much different game than your top six does. And that needs to be apparent. And you, that's what that's – what, like you were saying, you need to weed out those guys. You need to know who you want to go forward with. You want to know who you want to move on from, um, but I think I think those role players are are extremely um, important. But moving forward, um, kind of talking about a little bit of pieces we would give for Eichel um, that we would uh, not want to keep. Not not that we would not want to keep, but just are expendable at this point. Who do you see um, at kind of the top of that list?
0: Um, I mean, I think you got You're gonna have to give up a or a crabs off. If you want, I think that's, if you want to be in, pl- in place of Kako or Lafreniere, not that they're like comparable in that way, but you know, those are kind of the next best thing that you'd be willing to give up. Um, I was talking to my brother earlier and he was like shocked because I was like, if you know, you know, anything about me, my number one guy is, is Ryan Strom, but people are going to like freak out on me for saying this. But of course, if you're going to, if it's going to make a difference in an Eichel trade, you kind of, you maybe got to go for it. Like I won't put that down in writing because Strom is like my number one guy and I'll defend him till the end. But (laughs) again, when you just talk about, you know, logistics and you talk about how many centers, you know, you could go, like you said, they just have, they do have so many pieces and like, you know, Joey had mentioned with Robertson, he's another name that comes to mind. Um, I think Niels Lindquist is a guy, an an untouchable guy to me. I think he's going to be on the team next year. I like, you know, I think again, he's another guy that they're just waiting for the right time to kind of bring him up. And I feel like that's gonna be really soon. Um, I don't know where this again, it gets crazy when a guy has an off season, but the Mika Zabanaja thing, um, that like kind of blows my mind because you know, and again, you're like, Well, what what would you really give up? Like, would you give up Mika to get Eichel? And it's just kind of like, what would be the 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 point of that? You know, you're You're a guy who's like maybe possibly your captain kind of between him and Kreider. He might be having an off season, you know, with COVID, it's a weird season for everybody. And you're, you're essentially just trading your number one center, you know, to replace him. It's kind of like, it's kind of just sending it back and forth. And he's a guy with so much chemistry on the team. Like, you know, we don't see it as fans sometimes, but like when people rip Strom or they're, you know, they're ripping apart, you know, I love to make my Mika jokes about him like in his little scoring drought and stuff. But like when it really comes down to it, the young players need these guys in the locker room and they need these guys on the ice with them. And they do so much more than, you know, put up points. So I think, you know, again, Strom, Heedle, you'd have to give up. Of course, I think like a, a first round pick, maybe another like conditional pick somewhere. Um But again, they do have, you could, and you could, again, if, if Buffalo is looking for just more, you know, they're looking for some quantity, you could like throw in some prospects on the back end, you know, but um, just to kind of soften it up a little bit. But again, I feel like the Rangers do, you know, have a little bit more of the upper hand and they could kind of just say like, okay, you want Hedl? We'll give you Hedl, but that's, we're not giving you, you know, Lafreniere, we're not giving you Kako, we're not giving you Fox. Um, I wouldn't even personally trade Fox straight up for Eichel. Like, if they were like, give me Fox, and I'll give you Eichel, and that's it, no way. Damn. I mean, that's okay. just kind of how I said People might think that's crazy, but I just, what I don't I don't see why you would, like, what would be the benefit of that, really.
1: That's us. your ice-cold take for the day.
0: That could, <laughs> that could be my ice-cold take for the day, Fox. Could, no, I, I really, like, I just, I don't know, Fox is just, I feel like he's untouchable. I feel like, you know, Kako and Lafreniere are untouchable, but right now, it's because of their future potential you know we're looking years from now, and we're looking at the fact that that's our number one pick so we're getting like sentimental with it and that's our second pick you know these are our babies these are our guys like we we need to watch them grow we have them we're not giving them to you but fox is like a he's too good right now you're not getting him type of thing you know like you could give caco away and then in three years when he's you know tearing it up in buffalo and you're like what did we do but fox it's like you know he's he's you know, tearing it up now. Like without Fox, you would see an immediate absence. Whereas in Kako, you know, he's he's gone right now, but they're getting along without him. You want him back in the lineup. You want him developing. You want him doing his thing. But right now, currently, losing Fox would be like, you know, the biggest gap in our team outside of Panarin, which. You're right. Hopefully, we'll get him back soon. So.
2: Yeah. Uh. This. This. I don't know if this is like controversial, but like. <laughs> Or not controversial, but...
0: Everything's controversial in Rangers. (laughs) Rangers town, come on.
2: First of all, Buffalo, it would be in Buffalo's best interest to take on D'Angelo. It's a 50-point defenseman. I know he's got his issues, but, you know, you add that to... Let's say they trade for him and he gets another 50-point season. That's Darlene and Ristolainen and and D'Angelo. That's three really good defensemen out of your tops, uh, out of all six of them that's insane and you also got you'll get hard you got um, the other thing that i was going to say is Vitaly kravtsov to me is underrated as hell in my mind like i feel when he comes over to the, to north america and plays he's not just going to get like 10 goals he's going to get like 25 30 goals because in that mens league that is a tough division or a tough tough league and he's he tore it up all year this 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 past year uh, the year after his draft year, he tore it up and he's in the playoffs now. And he's just, he's like a completely different player than what we have on our, on our squad. He's a, i think he's a taller winger, but he's not afraid to make a, a dangle or two. He's a good passer. His shot is really good. I, I just wouldn't give him up. And I would be more inclined to give away Buchnevich than, than Kravsov. and Strom too. It would hurt, to, to give him up but you know in a deal for Eichel I would be willing to do that
0: yeah I, I agree with you I think you could I I totally agree I think it's it's hard sometimes for fans because not everyone looks at anything outside of the Rangers some fans just like to watch the Rangers and if you're on the Rangers they'll judge you you know for the Rangers they, you know, they don't really care what you did in the, you know in the minor leagues They don't care what you're doing in the AHL they don't care what you did on Buffalo like they don't you know they're just kind of they want you know to see what you do on the Rangers and they'll judge you kind of based off that but I agree that craft uh, like Kraft's is going to be a guy for a mm-hmm. long time. I, yeah. And again, I wouldn't just go and give him up. You know, there's, of course, there's a difference between untouchable and like, I really don't want to give this guy up. And again, you'd, you know, you'd have to give up a crafts off probably in that situation if you want to hold on to your untouchables. But I'm just, I'm really not feeling it. Like and the more, you know, you get excited, you're like, Eichel's a big name. Of course, he's a franchise changing player, you know, all this stuff. But And you think about what you have to give up and you're kind of like, why, why do it?
1: You're like, wait, I already have that though.
0: (laughs) No, you're kind of like, you're just kind of thinking, it's like, why, why am I going to give that up? It's kind of like with Crider when, you know, it was, it's a lot of money, but look, look at him now, like, like look at him now. And he's a guy who I said from, you know, last year, I was a really big um, proponent of keeping him. And it was just like, we don't have a Crider and there's no, uh, no really Criders in the league. Like there aren't that many guys that can, even though it looks easy, we, we realize it's not stand in front of the net, get his body on the, on the puck and, and have it go in. There's not really guys that are going to, you know, do what Crider does. So why are we giving him up again? Like, and it's kind of like, you know, you, you think about that when you're like, but I have that guy already. It's like, it's like a Shesterkin. He's another one. I don't know if I said him just because I, I think goalie, I, I just think Shesterkin, but why am I trading? Like, I'm not put giving you Shesterkin. Like we had Lundqvist for how many years and it, he saved us more times than, you know, you can imagine like you're not getting Shesterkin. We already have our goalie. Like we don't need to like give him away and then start over.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, no, definitely not giving up Shesterkin. That's, like, that's a, a no. If they If that's like the first player that they want, I'm, I'm hanging up the phone like, <laughs> my, like, oh, I don't know who the Buffalo GM is but it's just like yeah the call has just been ended man I'll go for- of, course,
0: of course if you're Buffalo's GM you're gonna want to bring those guys up to see you know like how far can I take this but you Perfect. you know if, if you're the Rangers you just shut it down real quick and say you know let's not even tr- go there like you know so it's. I think it'll be interesting but I, I think that the Rangers are in a good spot right now heading into this off season. Right.
2: And e- even, even without like Hedl or Kravtsov, the Rangers still have a lot they could offer like Robertson, Morgan Barron, Laurie Payunemi. Like he's doing really well in, in uh, um, what team, fin- the Finnish league, I think. He's so playing in TPS. Well. Yeah. Yeah. with TPS. Yeah. He's, he killed it last year. This year he's killing it. Uh, they got a couple other guys in there too. Like and and then still like with the, the like high the guys like Hyak, I wouldn't trade Hyatt now because we need him. Uh, we're so banged up on the line. Uh recall, those guys, you, you might be able to offer them up. I d I don't know. I just don't want I just I'm really against trading Krabsov. That's the only thing that I would that I would just, you know, have a hard time. You with. know what I
1: think is hilarious? I think whoever we sent to Buffalo, if this trade ends up happening, we're just gonna like destroy their career. <laughs> like 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 first of all do not give buffalo any picks they're just gonna waste them and actually give them picks screw it like we're not gonna lose anything because they're gonna draft someone and they're not gonna turn out to be anything so you know what
0: (laughs) it's yeah i mean i think it's again people people you know overlook what it takes to build a team like and you know we're all you know as fans we're all we're all you know aware of it and we all do it we're just like come on really you pick this guy or like but then these guys come out and like they know what they're doing like the the professionals know what they're doing they're scouting these guys at least you know with us you know there's some that don't turn out the way that you think they're going to turn out but that's with any league and any player and any team like a guy could be the most highly talented guy and then he comes you know into the big leagues of any sport and he just doesn't turn out to be what he was supposed to be but again I would look out for Barkov I think Especially too being the Finnish, you know, having the Finnish background, and that the Kako, you know, connection there, that could be something interesting to look out for too. I think, um, and he could be a good, you know, mentor for Kako in that way. They have that kind of similarity between them. So,
1: you know what else I saw? I saw it was like trade for Michael, not offer sheet P- Patterson.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, is, is Patterson? He's an RFA. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Shut me up. <laughs> <Signed up. laughs> but no i'd rather have barkov than than like nugent hopkins i feel like nugent hopkins is like a is more of a he's a good player but just i feel like he's more of a second line center um because i mean that's what he's been doing because mcdavid holds down that first line really well of course um but barkov is is a really good player i, I would be ecstatic if the rangers went after him or got him that would just be really really good
1: one last thing I want to bring up, it kind of got in the news today about uh, Tony. Um, he requested to play in the AHL, and the Rangers told him um, he wasn't welcome in Hartford. And if he finds another AHL team that's willing to take him on, they would loan him there. Um, but I think, like you said, like uh, I think he would be a good person to add in a package for this trade if it were to happen. Um, what do you think about that?
0: Um, I, I mean – I, as a hockey player, you, you, if you're going, you know, strictly off of that kind of, if, if you're going strictly off of that, adding him into the package, of course, would do something again, his, his stats speak for themselves, just coming off from last year. That's why they even gave him a contract this year, you know, because they kept him around because of the way he played last year and the points that he put up. He's an offensive defenseman. He plays on the power play. Um, you know, he has his issues. I don't know if Buffalo is willing to take that on because of, the issues they've had with Eichel of course those are completely different issues Eichel's is more just a disgruntled star that doesn't want to lose anymore and you know D'Angelo's situation is a completely different one but maybe they're just kind of not ready to take on anything any player that has any outside issues kind of like that so I mean I would do it I would he's not going to play for the Rangers anymore so you either you know you, you can hopefully offer him where, where you can get the most for him. And obviously getting Eichel back in a package would be the most you could get for him. Um, But I think that's interesting. I didn't hear about the AHL thing. I haven't been on Twitter yet. Like I have to do my, my day of Twitter to kind of catch up on all the news, but um, that's crazy. I didn't know that. So, I mean, it's not, it's not crazy because, you know, that's their AHL affiliate, but it's just, it's an interesting, you know, that whole thing is an interesting story within itself. So. We'll see how that plays out. But of course, I would I would include him in the package if Buffalo is willing to take him. I'll include him in any package for any team that's willing <laughs> to take him, you know, because you're not, he's not playing. You made it clear he's not playing for you anymore. Right. You know, so right. if you can get back, you know, a, a couple picks and a guy, you've got it. You've almost got to do it because he's you're not going to get anything for him anyway.
2: Exactly. exactly. One last thing that I wanted to add, uh, we were talking about the, um, like the player personnel and development, the scouts and stuff. The Rangers got a lot of flack for you know how they handled the the 2017 first round pick, the Leas Oh God! And don't then, start me on this.
0: And then, the, yeah, <laughs> I, lo- I was an, I was a fan of Lea Anderson. I will stick by it.
2: I didn't know much about him. Like I was in, I was doing martial arts competition when they drafted him, and then like they, I saw some footage. I'm like, oh, he looks pretty good. Like I didn't know much about him. He looked. They nailed that pick. It's almost like as if they should have flipped the two. Like they should have gone seven and Anderson should have gone 20, whatever. Uh, and then the same thing happened the following year when they drafted Kravtsov, everyone wanted them, and myself included, wanted them to draft Wallstrom. I know Kiriakos wanted him too, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, Wallstrom. But then, but then when we saw what Kravtsov did in the, the KHL, it was it was totally fine. But that doesn't compare to, you know, what Buffalo has been doing with their draft picks for, for years. Like, they drafted Mikhail Grigorenko, like, pretty high. I think fifth overall or something in 2012. And just – it wasn't – he didn't work out. He's, he's I don't know if he's in the league anymore. I think he's – he's some, I think he's on, like, Colorado maybe. Uh, but he's not the same player. I think – it's just that they're not developing their guys the, the way that they should be getting uh, – should be doing – You know, cycling through GMs and head coaches, both in on the NHL team and the AHL team, is not going to help you. You have to stick to in a rebuild. You have to stick to uh, one guy, and uh, you know, stick to the plan. As we like to say, take the take a page out of the '76ers book. Trust the process. You know, I I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking over there in Buffalo with, with with some of the decisions that they make with with player personnel. Sam Reinhardt could be way better than what he is now. He just had his best season, but he could still be way better than what he is.
1: You know, you know why I was so mad a- amongst a-, a lot other things with Elias Anderson? The, the biggest reason I was mad is because um, I knew a kid going into that draft, Marty Netches, who got drafted to the Canes um, at 12th overall. I worked out with him that summer. Um, I played with him that summer. He was a great kid. Love the kid. And he was he was projected to go like top ten. And I thought we were gonna take him, to be honest with you. Um, and then they passed up on him and he went twelfth. And now he's doing fantastic in, in uh in Carolina. So that 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 added a little bit of salt to it, um, amongst other things. But yeah, Buffalo is I, yeah, go ahead. I
0: think what's interesting too, like how Joey said, I think if you know, you, you look in hindsight, but if they would have flipped those picks and still took Anderson, just took him when they, you know, when they took Heedle, I think it would have made all the difference because I don't think there would have been as much pressure. I don't think, and I'll stick by it. And I know there was some outside things behind the scenes going on, but I don't think Anderson got a fair shake. I don't think he got the same opportunities that someone like Brett Howden um, don't really get me started with that, but with that, Brett Howden got, I still stick by that, that I just truly don't think that he was given the same opportunities um, to kind of showcase or to develop. Um, And, you know, I wish him obviously the best of luck where, where he is now and what he's doing, but, I just feel like it would have taken a lot of pressure off him because it was like, for us, it was one of like our highest picks we had gotten in a while. And it was like putting all, everything into this kid who maybe shouldn't have gotten picked then, but would have probably been a nice you know player for us or a good, you know, depth guy or whatever he was going to be. But I just think the expectations were too high for him. And then you add on the expectations of just the Rangers in general and the fans in general. And it was just, I think too much
1: i think I think that's fair of you to say I think he he didn't get the chance that he deserved um within the lineup not he wasn't playing top minutes, but to be honest with you, the picks after him weren't either. Kako wasn't getting top minutes. these other guys weren't either, but you need to be a professional and kind of take it you're you're a young guy coming into the league you uh, like you do what you're told your coach tells you to do you play your role right you're coming in into into a new team, you do what you're told and and I guess he just didn't kind of have that mindset and he he it just didn't work out whatever but he
2: yeah i agree with you he didn't handle it well right Uh, like as as like you know he didn't handle it as well as like kaka did right i i agree with uh, natalina like about uh, what you're saying he didn't get it he didn't get a fair share there's a couple there's a game where he had literally three minutes time on ice (laughs) i remember that game (laughs) that was against florida and i'm like
0: what I started tracking his minutes like in games. That's the first stat I would go and look at is what, what time did they, what, what time did Anderson get on the ice today? Like I, I used to look that up and just be like, I, and I really couldn't believe it. Cause you know, you want your picks, your high picks to work out. You want your first pick to work out so bad. So you'd think, you know, maybe they would try to give him a little bit more, but again, it's just coaching decisions. And I think we really on the positives. note, we got a great defensive coach now with Martan. I think, what he's doing with the defense is just unbelievable and like you said joey like you can't look past the coaching personnel like their role in all of this and you know you can like D, D, like you can like david quinn you could not you could have your own issues whatever but when it comes to the defense like he's totally just turned that around completely so oh, like yeah. our penalty kill everything about they they're looking like that shut down defense that we were used to for a long time um you know even though lundquist was a huge part of that but I feel like it's starting to come together. Like our defense is really coming together. We got some other guys that still have to come up from the AHL and then it's just going to be shut down from there. So that's exciting.
1: It yeah. took some time to kind of manifest itself, I think. They were a bit shaky at first, but they've definitely cemented it a little bit more. And that PK has been fantastic. This
0: And Jack Johnson's playing good. <laughs> Dude, the, he's the doing, last, he's game, doing all right.
1: last game, I didn't even notice he was playing. Like, yeah. I, I like usually, I, when thing,
0: I see, yeah. exactly, but
1: usually, when I see him on the ice, I'm like, bro, stop, 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 <laughs> stop. But now I didn't notice him until like third period. I was like, geez, let's go.
0: If I don't hear Jack Johnson to the box for two minutes, I'm. <laughs> Like, I'm like, there you go, buddy. You did what you got to do. Like, I was like, I'll, I'll bite my tongue on that. Like, just keep it going. Keep it steady. I don't need to hear your name. I don't need to hear Sam and Joe say your name. Just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. So I think it's coming together. Maybe we'll go on a little run here. Who knows?
2: <laughs> on a winning streak would be nice for that, for that locker room. It would be really nice. Kind of like how we went on before the break last, last year. Um, you know, i just i just want to see i just want to see like you know good hockey and stuff i don't know this this team this year is just it's it's competitive it's competitive division it's it's hard to ask for a lot and stuff um you know it i'm just glad i'm glad like lafreniere is getting like enough minutes now like he's going on a little bit of a point streak as compared to anderson like and when Anderson played, he had a, a defenseman and a, uh, an AHL tough guy on his, on his line, and he was getting, like, five minutes a game. Now Lafreniere is playing with, like, Strom and Kreider and Panarin or zabanejad or Buchnevich. He's, like, a staple in the top six since uh, Kako's gone out. And, you know, it's good. It's, a good, it's good for him. Yeah, and he's playing well, too. I, I'm still not over that pass that he had to Strom uh, against Boston on, on Friday. I I lost my mind. I lost my mind when he made that pass and they scored that goal. The new
0: thing is going to be Strom's only good because he plays with Lafreniere. (laughs) He can't win with you people.
2: You know what? Like, yeah, he he has his fair share of luck. But, like, okay, he's a good player. Look at the year when he didn't have Panarin and uh, – or Lafreniere. 2019. He got us the second overall pick. He had 20 goals with us pretty much. He had like one with Edmonton, and then when he got traded, he had the most by like an acquiring team out of anybody, and that's that's a, that's a good stat. He didn't have anybody; it yeah, was all exactly. him. And you forget yep. that he was a top five pick in 2011, right? Or was yeah, he seven? Yeah,
0: no, I think he was fifth. I think he did go fifth.
2: I'm usually pretty good with those with the draft picks and, and and remembering them, but you know, he was a top, he was a top draft pick. People forget that. You know, it takes a little bit longer. For, for these guys to, to figure it out. You go all the way back to Benoit Pouliot when he was on the Rangers. He was a fourth, he was like a, a high pick when when he was drafted and he just never put it together. And then that one year with uh, Broussard and Zuccarello, he really put it together. And then he got the big contract and then uh, it was never the same.
1: <laughs> he got his money and did. No, but, um, well, that's pretty much all we wanted to go over. We wanted to thank you. For coming today we don't want to make you too late for that, that seven o'clock start
0: yeah, <laughs> tonight I'm excited.
1: um but yeah thanks for coming on we really appreciate it and uh, we wish you all the best um, going forward
0: anytime thanks so much for having me guys of course go rangers see you guys later
2: thanks everyone for tuning in stay tuned for more new york rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our instagram at the boysandblue94 see you all next time